Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yeah, it's that time. It's early in the week. We're doing a special edition of the WCHL podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. On the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world. He is the quinceanera scheduler extraordinaire from the city of Oklahoma City himself. Live from the garage tonight, it's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, I'm telling you, you're, you're down for the count. You're a little, a little verklempt these days. Yep. So you're out in the garage again. I'm, I'm out in the garage again. How about that? Back to the fond memories of when we, when we first started doing the, the podcast here, you'd always have to retreat to the garage. That's right. Now I am now I am in the garage again, but I have a way better setup in the garage, so this might become a permanent thing. Oh wow! Hey, look at you! Look at you! Well, very good. Well, we hope to get to feeling better, Andrew. So you, the, the, just like this was uh, old times on the WCHL podcast, we had some teams that went. They it was like old times. They had some old school WCHL weekends. Three games in three days, Andrew. We got a lot to talk about. And I tell you what, those uh, those Thursday games, I was looking, we might need to go back to the old school WCHL days because those Thursday games were killer. I'm telling you, they were all fun, weren't they? They were killer. They How were about that? All fun. I, You know, we have 10 teams, soon to be 12, maybe 11, who knows, uh, for, for next season. But yeah, I kind of miss the old days of just six teams and uh, three games in three days, two trips each, and uh, let's just let her rip. Yeah, those those Thursday games, those were great. They were fun, and so uh, yeah, so let let's let's get going here. Uh, we don't need to talk about uh, national. Well, we'll talk about the the who qualified or not qualified. We'll talk about all that jazz later. But uh, Grand Canyon had a three game and three day weekend. Well, let's just go through it. Grand Canyon did it. Uh, they came out to the Oklahoma teams to play. Utah, same. They came out to play the Oklahoma teams. So those four teams played three games in three days. Arizona played at Maryville before they went to Missouri State. Arizona State played at Colorado State before they went down to Boulder. So we had, let's see here, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, six to seven teams, because Colorado State then hosted UNLV. Seven of the of the ten teams all played three games in three days. I love that. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, action nonstop galore. It was awesome. I like it. I like it. Grand Canyon came to uh, the Arctic Edge Ice Arena, and then their first game on Tuesday afternoon, they played the Oklahoma Sooners, Andrew's former team. Yep. And they pasted the Sooners by a score yeah. of five to two. It wasn't even yes. that close. Yes, they did. They had a uh, monster second period of three goals. They came yeah. in and, and made a statement, and we'll we'll get to the rest of it. But they've Grand Canyon just started off on the right foot and just did not let up on Thursday yeah, afternoon. They, they came in with their foot on the gas and did not stop all weekend, did they? No, no. In fact, they ran the uh, Oklahoma goaltender out after two periods, and their backup goalie uh, got to play a couple of minutes in the in the game. That's how bad it was for the for the Sooners. They were just game was over after the second period. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was five five to one, and then uh, Sooner score uh, late in the third there to uh, make it five two. But yeah, that was. Really- what a deal! Then the Grand Canyon turns around uh, after taking a Thursday afternoon game against Oklahoma. They played two against number three UCO. And Andrew, the Antelopes, Danny Roy, and his Grand Canyon Antelopes swept UCO. They swept them Friday Friday night by a score of two to one in overtime, and then they just mauled the Broncos on Saturday afternoon by winning by a score of four to two. How about that? How about that? The uh... Here, here's the deal, and Andrew, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at this. We always joke around that we only have eleven listeners, right? Yep. I got a text. Oh after, boy! After the Friday night game, that said, "Sorry, you're gonna have to go to. I'm I'm doing what I can to make you go to Las Vegas. <laughs> One of your eleven <laughs> listeners. Yes." Head head coach Danny Roy apparently is a listener of our terrible little podcast. Here. Oh God, he must not have anything else to do in, uh, uh, you know, in they, Arizona. Yeah, t- tell me that you're bored without telling me that you're bored. Hundred percent. Uh, but they came yeah. out on on Friday night, and it was a one to one game, and the, their goaltender, who was uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name, but he's from Ukraine, uh, Dmitro Kubritsky. Holy smokes, just shut down. Yeah, just shut down uh, UCO. How about that? So UCO, they come out and score uh, early in the uh, early in the first period there, right? Yep. The uh, mid-first, mid and then nothing after that. Zippo. And they, had, yeah. and, and they outshot them like 35 to 20, something like that. That's impressive. It was just, you know, I'm not going to say domination, but uh, they, they, they held their own, and then with three-on-three, uh, they used. They took full advantage of uh, uh, of the wide ice, and just you know, next thing you know, they got a goal from our friend number forty four Hunter Schmitz, and that was all she wrote. Two to one, the yeah. Lopes win in overtime. How about that? And if you're UCO, you're kind of shell shocked, right? It's you've got everything on your side. You just got to get seven points four uh, four games, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, bam. You're on the losing end of this deal, right? Shell shocked, I think, is right because the very next day, uh, Grand Canyon came out and beat uh, UCO four to two, and I would say that it wasn't even that close. Um, yeah, it- UCO UCO dominated the first two periods, probably in terms of shots, but not in terms of uh, the chances. Whereas Grand Canyon had fewer chances, but there were better chances, and they 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 they, they capitalized on them. I remember at the end of the first period, it was 17 to nine shots in favor of UCO, but the score was one to nothing, Grand Canyon. How about that? Yeah. Or maybe it's tied. I forget. Yeah, it was one one after the first. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was one one nothing when I got up from my seat to go look for some some warm place in that cavern, that ice cavern, (laughs) the Arctic Edge ice cavern. That's great. Jeez. The ice cavern. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they came out and uh, they scored two goals in the um, in the second period. It was two to three to two after after uh, the second period and the third period. Man, they just locked down. They did not give UCO any room to breathe, and they secured the uh, the win. They got an empty netter with a couple of seconds left to make it uh, a four to two game. Yikes! Grand Canyon goes three and zero on the weekend. Actually, well, I mean, 
I guess, 2-0-1, oh, if you want to say two wins, zero losses, and a, and a tie, since the computer will see that overtime game is a tie. But, wow, that's Grand Canyon is coming in making a statement. They are, and I'd call Grand Canyon the winners of the weekend for sure. <laughs> well, they, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think there might be some other winners of the weekend. Utah came in, and they beat UCO on, on Thursday night. Uh, you know, they were the other end of that doubleheader, um, the Grand Canyon-Utah doubleheader that came in to play the Oklahoma teams. Utah beats UCO 3-2 to two in a shootout. And we tried to take that live on the podcast last week, but they just – they kept calling timeouts and messing with it, so we just we just cut away, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. You said you said leave them hanging, leave them hanging. Let people find out, and sure enough, we let them find out. We let them find out. Michael Artis and Benji Mickle scores two of the goals in uh, both goals in the shootout, and Colin Hogan was the only one who was able to score uh, for UCO in the shootout. And uh, yeah, just kind of wild. A, a a back and forth kind of a game, one to one after. Uh, one to one late. I mean, one to one in the first period. It was um, uh, Utah had to had to score. I, I mean, they scored in the first minute of the third period. UCO had to really scramble, and they finally got a power play goal. Well, it was a and it was a questionable goal, right? Yeah, late it was the, late in the third. I mean, they they had conference they they had Oklahoma City conferences. <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> City conferences. <laughs> yeah, left left and right until they could consider it a goal or not. Right. That's so, uh, correct. I spoke to a coach who said, uh, yeah, that really wasn't a goal. But Really? Well, that's what he says. But, I mean, you know, his, his team got scored on. So, uh, yeah. it, whatever the fact, uh, yeah, it was the Oklahoma City Conferences. I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they had a conference about that UCL goal late to tie it up. But, yeah, Utah – Ended up hanging in there strong and, and took it in the shootout, right? Took it in the shootout, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. Number 14, Utah, taking on number three, UCO. They win. Number 14, Utah now taking on, what, Oklahoma's ranked 24, 25? Yep. And you're thinking Utah's just going to coast, and whoops, Oklahoma oh, Oklahoma got out the two-by-four and just smacked Utah upside the head a couple of times. But for the uh, how about that Coach Arvanitas up there? You know, good uh, a good weekend for those boys, right? Yep, really good weekend for them. Yeah. So, oh, you, Oklahoma wins <laughs> Friday night. Uh, Friday, yeah, Friday night. Uh, no, Friday afternoon by a score of four to three, and yep. then they win Friday night by a dominating score five to two. And I would say that that that, that game wasn't even that close. It was yeah, it over was, pretty early. You know, they had a they had a huge third period there to score three goals to win at four three, but. You know, good for uh, good for those guys. The, uh, they needed some they need some wins, right? They're they're kind of on the cusp of nationals, so yep. You know they they needed some they need some big wins like this, so hopefully they can uh, continue on. Yeah, and they've got a huge weekend coming up against uh, rivalry weekend against UCO. So Oklahoma's getting hot at the right time. UCO yep. kind of stubbed their toes, so they're a little bit vulnerable. Grand Canyon's getting hot. They're making a move yeah, to are. get into the uh, Nationals picture, and Utah's trying to hang in there as well. Yeah. The, watch the tail end of the uh, of the uh, standings here because those bottom teams are getting hot. Crazy, crazy. Hey, uh, Arizona did a three-game in three, uh, three in three days, and they went to Maryville on Thursday. Then they went down to Missouri State for two games. And, oh, boy, do we got a lot to talk about here. Oh, boy. Arizona has already played at Maryville twice, and they got beat by Maryville earlier in the season. 
Yep. Maryville was doing their own old school WCHL weekend because they were hosting Arizona on a Thursday night, and then they hosted number one Minot Friday and Saturday. Why not Minot? Who do you think, which team do you think was looking past the other? The uh, Oh, I'm going to say Maryville was probably looking forward to uh, getting on the ice with Minot, just saying. Yeah, I mean, they've already beaten Arizona twice. We can take care of these guys. Let's focus on Minot. And what happens? The hockey gods responded. Yeah, they did. Arizona comes out in some sweet blue uniforms and ends up beating Maryville three to two in overtime. Arizona traveled with a party of like twenty two. They only and that's including the coaches. So they didn't have a whole ton of players. That's crazy, isn't it? And they come out and they just take care of business. They not, they didn't get blown out. They hung in there. They, you know, showed a lot of grit, a lot of character, got themselves uh, uh, to overtime, and wouldn't you know it, three on three, they bag a goal, and they walk out of Maryville with their chest held high. Nothing wrong with that at all. And they, what sticks out, they got 45-22 were the shots in Maryville's favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the goaltender, I'm going to butcher this name, TJ DeMolinaire. I, I, do you think that's how we say it? Demolinaire. That's probably how we say it. I'm gonna, that's how we're going to uh, decree that that's how it said. Demolinaire. Looks pretty close to me. Uh, TJ. We'll just call him TJ. Yeah, let's just go TJ. <laughs> <laughs> TJ stopped you know, 41 shots. That's great. That's great. Yeah, 18 shots in the third period when Maryville was trying to you know, lower the boom on him. Yeah, no, that's great. The uh, good good win for the uh, Arizona boys, right? Yeah, and a great win for Coach Chad Berman. He now gets bragging rights over John Hogan, at least until the next time U of A and Maryville play. So, uh, you know, that's uh, good good for the coach. Good for yep. the coach. He gets to yeah. hold it over his his mentee for a little while longer. That's, that's right. He has some bragging rights for a little bit. That's right. Put that young kid in his place. And then after that, they hop on the bus, they go down I-44, and they're supposed to go play Missouri State. But Andrew, <laughs> what happens? They, uh, well, I'm looking at the score sheet right now. Yeah? And uh, it looks like there's a little, maybe a little bit of hockey played, <laughs> How, but a whole lot of extracurriculars. How about this, Andrew? They stayed the night, Arizona stayed the night in St. Louis after beating Maryville. They bust down to Springfield. And an hour outside of Springfield, the bus broke down. Oh, no way. On the side of Interstate 44. Oh. The, instead of, uh, I was, I was giving it, giving a little bit of grief to their coach, uh, Chad Berman, simply because I was like, you know what? Tell the bus company to send us another bus. You guys can fix this one later, but get us to where we need to go. Yeah. Didn't happen. The bussy was waiting for a phone call from the mechanic. Uh, phone call comes bus starts right up again and it goes maybe another half a mile down the road (laughs) so they're out in the boons of southeastern missouri um they're while they're waiting they've waited five hours andrew for a replacement bus to come get them oh my god in the meantime they walked a half a mile down the interstate to an applebee's to have a pre-game meal so they're sitting at Applebee's for four and a half hours. <laughs> Their gear was sitting outside the bus on the side of the road drying. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Uh, what, what a sight that would have been. Uh, that's like slap shot type stuff, right? So, yeah, exactly. So Friday's game, 7 o'clock drop, 
gets pushed back 7.30. They, were, they didn't even show up to the rink until 6.30, which was when warm-ups were supposed to take place. Mm. So couldn't go through the normal routine, uh, normal warm-up routine and, you know, going over video and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, Arizona and Missouri State, there was a uh, – Missouri State ends up winning the game 4-3. to three. Uh, Give Arizona credit, they were down 4-1, to one, and they scored two third-period goals. Um, you know what? Maybe I've got this wrong. Uh, I thought they were in the third period. Yeah, yeah, there we go. They scored three third-period goals. Yes. Two of them within, like, 20 or 30 seconds of one another. Yeah, they go, like 20 seconds. Yeah. It goes from 4-1 to one to 4-3, to three, and you're like, holy crap. Yeah, like, hey, here. yeah I, are they going to tie this thing up? Because they had all the momentum on their side. Yes. Desperately, desperately, desperately tried to tie it up. Pulled the goaltender um, with uh, a minute or so to go in the game. And, um, uh, you know, Missouri State wisely, um, you know, just kills the puck up against the boards and lets the clock run out. This was in the Missouri State defensive zone. You know, there's a pig pile up against the up against the glass because they're trying to you know free the puck out. Yeah, buzzer goes off. What do you think happens? Oh, they all uh, shake each other's hands and go to the locker room and uh, and go on to Saturday. Yeah, what else uh-huh. happen? Yeah, the Missouri State <laughs> bench, um, you know, just jumps off the bench in celebration and surrounds the six Arizona guys on the ice. <laughs> And, you know, starts giving it to him a little bit. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, you know, the, the Arizona bench had to come and, uh, and uh, defend their guys. And so we had an old-fashioned brawl. Oh, I like it. If you go to YouTube on Web Sports Radio and pull up the Friday game, go to the end of it, it is an old-school brawl. Two kids from each team got DQ'd, including Missouri State's starting goaltender and Arizona's backup goaltender. Because <laughs> um, they they were actually throwing down hard, and Andrew, it was like one of those uh, it's like one of those fights you see from a baseball game where everyone, you know, they all clash, they come together. I mean, they could have DQ'd probably ten other guys, five from yeah. each. I mean, there were honest to goodness fights going on. <laughs> I like it. And then, uh, yeah, well, the, is the commissioner? The commissioner did not like it. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they break. This is where it becomes kind of baseball. They, you know, the coaches come out onto the ice. They start separating their guys, and the Arizona guys start skating off, going their own separate way. And someone keeps chirping, and here we go again. Boom! It's all <laughs> over again. And uh, what a what an absolute Charlie Foxtrot that was. <laughs> So two kids from each team get DQ'd. It's unfortunate because um, one of them was uh, a senior from Missouri State who missed out playing on his uh, senior night game the next day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hey, them's the breaks. That's what you get that, for trying to be uh, Hulk Hogan and get the crowd into it. Hey, you know, what? it is what it is. But, yeah, it's insane because you know, just looking at it, Missouri State had uh, three penalties during the entire game. Um and then what? One, two, three, four, five, five, six penalties on uh, Arizona, all before this happened, right? And then just <laughs> you know, all all you know what breaks loose, right? Yeah, I mean, we got uh, what five game misconducts issued to uh, to each side, two DQs issued to each side, bench minors issued to each head coach, a bench minor issued to the Missouri State assistant coach. I mean, just an absolute kerfluffle and a half. 
needless to say, it was not a fun time to be the commissioner on yeah. either Friday night or Saturday uh, morning afternoon after all of that. So that's, that's funny. Yeah, that was really funny. So, hey, Missouri State wins four to three, right? Yep. You, and, and again, you think, okay, Arizona, they've overlooked Missouri State because they're focusing on Maryville. They got their win against Maryville. They're going to lay down. They're already depleted. Now they're without two guys. They already came in with a short roster. They're without two more guys. So you think, okay, Saturday's just going to be an absolute whitewash. Yeah. And what happens? Arizona comes through and scores the game-winning goal with 49 seconds to go in the game. Yes. They're down, what, 2-1 to one after the second period? Yep. And then two goals in the third. Winner, winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Arizona skates out of the Jordan Valley Ice Park with a 3-2 to two victory. So they go 1-1-1 one, one, and one on the weekend, but two victories and one loss. And, uh, yeah, just kind of uh, a, a good trip for Arizona. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Not bad. No, and uh, if from, from the Missouri State perspective, I mean, uh, not bad. They split with, I think Missouri State was 18, uh, Arizona was 19. So, I mean, yeah, you split with teams you're supposed to split with. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, would, would it have been nicer to, to have sweeped U of A, swept U of A? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, hey, there were two one-goal games. Two evenly matched teams, and uh, obviously a lot of emotion. There was zero. How about this, Andrew? You've been around hockey a long time because you're a hockey guy. I'm not. Yeah. So thir- Friday night at Arizona, uh, Arizona at Missouri State. Excuse me. I'm reading this. Penalty minutes: thirteen Arizona penalties for a total of ninety-two minutes. <laughs> 13 penalties against Missouri State, 92 minutes. So 184 minutes in penalties. And I would probably say that 160 of those, maybe 170 of those, came at the end of the game. Reminds me of the old uh, Central Hockey League days, right? What would you think for the next, for the very next day? You're thinking, oh. okay, it's going to be a bloodbath. Let's. Oh no, they, we know how that goes. They, yeah. they didn't freaking touch each other. No, it was nothing but peaches and cream. Yeah, two penalties each, two minors, four minutes each. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, we we know from the old Central Hockey League days, right? Yep. One, yep. one night the bloodbath, the next night. Nothing. Same two teams. Same two teams. You're you're expecting yeah just maces and swords and you know just absolute you know blood and gore and they come out and they're just throwing daffodils at one another. <laughs> I'm, I'm not right. saying they didn't play hard. I'm just saying you 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 know the the way it goes the way it normally goes at least from from the hockey gods' perspective when you think nothing's going to happen that's when all hell breaks loose and when you think all hell's going to break loose that's when nothing happens. Nothing happens. That's right. So you got 190 184 minutes one night. Eight minutes the next. <laughs> the Insane. Two Insane. Insane, right? Yeah. What a deal. So Arizona goes uh, one and one and one on the weekend. Hey, the other Arizona team, they went up to Colorado. They played uh, three games in three days. They took on uh, Colorado State in Fort Collins on Thursday. A five to four Colorado State overtime win over the, over, uh, the Sun Devils. How about that? Just crazy. And, and here's the crazy deal. CSU was up big. I mean, Arizona yeah, State scored the first goal. CSU comes out with, what, three or four goals in the second? Yeah, four goals in the second period. Arizona State has to tie it up, like somewhere mid to late third. And then, uh, yeah, CSU just out of nowhere. Just 
Pops one in in overtime, right? Anthony Colagrasso just comes through and pops one in and says, hey, Bob's your uncle. Colorado yep. State wins an overtime <laughs> game. That's right. This, it, 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 Arizona State is just snake bit. And I know that I, the wizard out there in Ohio, all hat, no cape, he likes to give me grief for Arizona State. He calls Arizona State my favorite team, my pet team, my preferred team. Arizona State is just, I'm not going to say they're snake bit, but Andrew, they're snake bit. They have lost, how many games have they lost this year in the third period? Oh, a ton, a ton, right? Or in overtime, yeah. I mean, the, uh, it's just wild. Yeah. yeah, they just, you know, they it doesn't, every time you talk about Arizona State this year, it just seems like it's a team that's been on the cusp and they just haven't been able to get over that threshold to the next level, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely wild. So ASU loses at the fort uh, in overtime, and then they travel down to Boulder, and um, they lose both of those games to Boulder, uh, to CU Boulder, four to two in regulation on Friday night, and then they lose in a shootout. They Arizona State had to tie the game up with ten seconds left to go, just to put it to a shootout, and they lost it in a dang shootout. How about that? So that once again, uh, ASU's got the old sad sack, you know, thing going on because they had the lead. I think they had two leads on Friday night against. Uh, uh, against uh, Colorado up there at the CU Boulder Rec Center. Yeah, here it is. They were up one to nothing after one, and then they were up uh, two to one in the middle of the, oh, no, three quarters of the way through the third period, uh, through the second period. And then yeah. Colorado comes through and gets two late goals, and, and uh, oh, they sneak away that, that four to two win. That's just, you know, they're it's just one of those groups that you just want to help push them over the line, right? To, Get yeah. them to that next level, and yeah, it's just it's just crazy. They just have a knack; they cannot hang on to that to that lead, and they're uh, giving it up in the third period or overtime. So, yeah, just crazy, crazy. Yeah, that stinks. Hey, meanwhile, the last team uh, from our from our conference, UNLV, went up to Colorado State. They did not play a three game and three day weekend. They were the smart ones of the bunch, probably, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they just went through and were workmanlike. They just took care of Colorado State uh, with no no qualms whatsoever. Scores were six to one and five to two. Yeah, they they took they care just, of business. Yeah, they just schlacked them and didn't even look back. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it would, got, might be close. Um, you know, they're uh, especially on the. Uh, I'm trying, just trying to think. I think it was on the second game. Yeah, yeah. It was one, one one after after the after one, and then it was four to two, and then five two for yeah. the final there. So they just kind of yeah. UNLV just it. went up there and just you know kick butt and took names. Yeah, they kicked it in gear on the in the second period there on Saturday with three goals and just iced that one away. Which is what you're supposed to do. They're the number four team in the nation. You're supposed to just put your skate on the neck of the people you're playing and not give them any air and respect to UNLV. That's exactly what they did. Yeah, that's what they did. That's for sure. Colorado State, how many times have we talked about it on this podcast? Colorado State is a really good team, right? They're sneaky good. You've got to be, you've, you have to respect them. You have, because they'll come back and bite you if you don't. Oh, that's right. That's right. And They're, UNLV said, nay, nay. Yeah, no, they, they did. UNLV did what they had to do, right? You yeah. Put these guys away early and and not give them a bill to live. And that's what UNLV did. And uh, it worked out because, yeah, Colorado State, they'll they'll get you if you let them hang around. Yeah, they will. And uh, to, so, you know, all props to UNLV going on the road in a tough place to play. And um, taking care of, uh, just making it look easy, taking care of a very good team and making it look easy by doing so. Yeah, they did. 
So it might be a situation where uh, UNLV is peaking at the right time and uh, the team that they're in the race for for the WCHL Conference Championship is uh, stump- stubbing their toe at the Uh-oh. absolute wrong time. Uh-oh. I know. And the standings, let's see, Nevada Las Vegas has now played all their 20 conference games, so they have finished with a conference record of 15 wins, two overtime or shootout wins, two losses, and one overtime or shootout loss. So they have earned a total of 50 points, and they are in the lead. With uh, the lead. And they, that's right. They have no more games left. They've only lost 10 points on the season. Central Oklahoma has played two less games. They've played 18 games. They have 44 points, so they are literally uh, six points behind with two games in, uh, left to play in the season. Missouri State and Utah have completed their WCHL season along with Grand Canyon. Uh, Missouri State has 30 points. Utah has 29. Grand Canyon has 27. Now, Oklahoma and uh, is in sixth place, but they have two more games left to play. They have 25 points. Colorado has two more games left to go. They have 24 points. Arizona, Colorado State, and Arizona State, they all also have two games left to go. Arizona has 22 points. Colorado State has 17. Arizona State has 14. So pretty much everybody that has games left can possibly make a move in terms of their standing position. Yes. And, you know, I'm just looking at the standings here. And let's talk about Oklahoma for a minute because they've been – at the bottom of the heap for a number of years now, right? They have ever really? since you ever since you took over. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I kid, I kid. Since yeah, you left, the uh, but you know these guys, they've been you know fighting it out for that last spot for I mean how many years now in the WCHL? Yeah, it's been a couple of years, and they were always oh, bringing up long, the rear. Long, long. Always, always, right? Yep. And, and now you look at it, you know they've got twenty five points. If something happens, then they can pull off this upcoming weekend they finished third in the wchl standings isn't that crazy is that not insane that's awesome I mean, good for I peter mean, arvanitas great for great for those guys that they're in that position to to have something like that happen you know what i mean yep yep i mean they can go from sixth all the way to third if yeah. they take care of business this weekend i mean and even if you look at so let's i mean let's not just pick oklahoma look at colorado they've got two games left they could they could finish as high as um, tied with third with Missouri State with thirty points. Green. I mean, yep, yep. I mean, it is insane. Some of these teams that have been at the bottom of the pile are uh, are making some weight here a little bit. Well, that's the Grand Canyon was at the bottom of the pile for a, a season or two, and look at them they they're at the worst or the best they can finish right now is fifth. Yeah, but uh, I mean, they put on a respectable season here. That hey they. That is nothing to hang their hat on, their head about, right? Well, and they're on the cusp of making nationals. Oh, I hundred percent. I mean, that's that's yeah. So it's it's kind of wild. It's I I try to tell folks uh, who will listen that um, you know this this conference thing. It's kind of a uh, it's a marathon, and there are peaks and valleys. And sometimes you're at the top, and then sometimes you're at the bottom. Well, hey, how about this? When we formed this conference. The team that won it the first two years was Arizona State, and Arizona State right now is at the bottom of the conference. They're at the bottom, right? You know, the team that was at the in the middle of the conference, uh, Central Oklahoma, you know, jumped up and uh, uh, took it over for after ASU, but then they stumbled a little bit, and Arizona, you know, picked up the slack and won the conference. And, yeah, yeah, now now look, Central Oklahoma's back up near the top. Arizona's kind of floundering. 
Yeah. Yeah. Know? So yeah. they're not having a, a typical WCHL season for U of A. Yeah. It's just insane. You look at the numbers and where teams could finish after the uh, next two games. It's, uh, it is insane, isn't it? It is. It is. It must mean we have a pretty decent little conference. Not bad, right? Not bad, despite the stupid commissioner. Now, what? Now, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. What happens if uh, Central Oklahoma wins their next two games and finishes with 50 points and ends in a tie with UNLV at the top of the pile here? Well, that, that's, that's it. I think all eyes are going to be on, uh, at least all UNLV eyes are going to be on uh, the Oklahoma Central Oklahoma games this weekend. If Central Oklahoma wins both games, they will finish tied with UNLV. If Oklahoma wins or takes a point off of Central Oklahoma, and remember we do three points, three point games in the WCHL, three points for a regulation win, two points for a regulation uh, for an overtime or a shootout win, one point for an overtime shootout loss, zero for a regulation loss. So in order for UCO to try to tie UNLV, they have to beat Oklahoma twice in regulation. They, if, if they go to a shootout, if they go to overtime against Oklahoma, UNLV will have secured their first WCHL championship. There you go. Now, if it goes to, if UCO wins both games in regulation, then we'll go to the tiebreaker. And we've we put the tiebreaker up on the Twitter feed. I've made sure that both coaches uh, from both Central Oklahoma and Nevada Las Vegas know what the situation is. Um, in case of a tie at the end of the regular season, we then look to the most league wins. The first tiebreaker is most league wins. Well, if UCO wins in regulation against Oklahoma twice, they will literally be tied with Nevada Las Vegas with the exact same record. Yep. 15 wins, two overtime shootout wins, two losses, one overtime or shootout loss. So <laughs> that first tiebreaker will be a tie. Then we look to the head-to-head win-loss record. And in this case, UCO went to UNLV uh, in late January, and they split with uh, the two teams split with one another. UCO won game one by a score of two to nothing. UNLV uh, won the next game by a score of three to two. So the second tiebreaker ends up in a tie because head-to-head win-loss record, they both won. And they were both in regulation, right? So they each got three points out of that. So then we go to the third tiebreaker, and this is where the tie gets broken. It's head-to-head goal differential in league games. We just said the scores: UCO won two to nothing, and then they uh, UNLV won three to two. Which means on the weekend, UCO scored four goals, UNLV scored three goals, and that one goal is, is going to make the difference if UCO and UNLV uh, are tied in terms of league points at the end of the season. Now, when's the uh, when's the last time you had to go uh, that deep into your tiebreakers to uh, pull out a victor? Uh, not, I've, I've had to go that deep into the tiebreakers to pull out, you know, sixth place, eighth place, that type of thing, but, uh, never for number one. How about that? Yeah. So this, this is getting right down. We've gone to the very last day of the season before, <laughs> but it's never been, uh, the, the number one has never been, uh, tied and we've never had to use the tiebreaker number one. Usually a team has stumbled and the, you know, someone has won it outright, whether it's by a point or two. Uh, but someone's always out one and outright. So yeah, this is a crazy season yeah, and it's exciting. Well, pressure on the line, right? Telling you what, if I heard it once, I heard it a hundred times. There's a lot of people out there that want to see me bring this trophy to Las Vegas. 
<laughs> That's just because they want to see you schlep your way out there. <laughs> and I told them, I said, I don't care where I got to bring it. I mean, I, I you know, it, would I rather have a 45-minute drive than a 16-hour drive? Absolutely. But you know what? I mean, if UNLV wins it, they've won it. They deserve to have the trophy. I'm happy to bring it to them. If UCO wins it, hey, they won it. I'm happy to bring it to them. That's right. But there's a lot of, I'm just telling you, a lot of, I ran into a few people at the rink um, when I was up there uh, on Saturday. And uh, yeah, they made it clear to me that they really, really, really would like to uh, make my life miserable and watch me drive 16 (laughs) hours. And I said, hey, if that happens, you're coming with me. Sign, Sign me up in that category jerk you're coming with me andrew you're coming with me yeah sure i'm going to go pick up a couple of head coaches on the way and uh yeah yeah what a deal so hey i'm just grateful that we didn't have to get into the gold differential for the all the the next two tiebreakers if we're still tied head-to-head gold differential in their league games head-to-head league games then we go to gold differential in all the all the regular season games and then after that it's literally a coin flip Yep. Um, so yeah, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. I'm. I was going through the first one. I was like, surely the first one. We're going to break the tie here on the first tiebreaker. No. Oh well, no. we'll get it on the next one. No. 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 Could not believe it. Who knew that when we formed this cheesy conference, ten or eleven, thirteen years ago, whenever it was, twenty thirteen, that uh, this tiebreaker format would actually come into play and would go th- at least three deep. That's pretty cool, isn't or it? It might go three deep. Yeah. Well, they. Someone was thinking ahead of time. Uh, you know, a little bit of thinking. What a moron. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, Andrew. So there we go. So, yeah, all eyes on uh, on Oklahoma and UCO. And I think that uh, all Rebels this weekend are going to be uh, all Sooner fans. I would think so, right? Jeez. Who knew it was going to come down to be that that that, that crazy of an of a end of a season? Uh, that is that is great. That is great. Oh. But, I texted you a couple weeks ago after uh, UNLV dropped a couple points to uh, Utah, I believe it was. Yeah. I think I said something along the lines of, you watch, this is going to end up in a tie. And then uh, teams took care of business. I was like, ah, they'll be, this isn't going to end up in a tie. And then here we are. Here we are is right. And you know what that means, Andrew? It means if uh, if we're going to Las Vegas, I'm bringing the, the WCHL podcast is going to Las Vegas. Me and you, road trip. Oh boy! Yep. Tell tell the boss. Tell the quinceanera boss. Uh, you're oh, gonna, yeah. gonna need a couple of days off. Yeah, I don't think that's the boss that we got to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she can come too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Bring the whole family. Bring the whole. Oh, bring, yeah. Bring the whole fam, family. Yeah, we'll just load up in the Volvo and head on out, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. Hold on. I'm gonna hit a button, and uh, then we'll come back, get some predictions, and uh, we'll maybe we'll talk rankings. We'll see. Who knows? Sounds good. Drop your glove. Two, catch jersey. Three, over the head. And where I'm from, we call this the Inglewood Jack. What I say? That's the way. Inglewood Jack. Yeah. Inglewood Jack. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey, Andrew. You well, let's have, do it. You have no idea the gymnastics I just had to do with my dumb little fingers to <laughs> switch windows and to hit buttons all at all. I felt like I was almost, you know, like one of those DJs at uh, almost, almost like the real deal. huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was hitting buttons and twisting knobs. I was like, Oh, did I hit the right one? Oh <laughs> Funny. gosh. 
That is funny. Yeah, well, it just goes to show I'm dumb. All right, Andrew, we're <laughs> taping this uh, before the ranking is issued on Wednesday, simply because I'm going to be out of pocket uh, when we normally go. I've got a uh, heavy-duty trip to Bismarck, North Dakota for the B Conference playoffs. The Midwest College Hockey is going to have their playoffs in the at the Stereon Sports Complex. Ooh. In scenic Bismarck, North Dakota. Andrew, hold on for a second. We're, let's do a quick, uh, we don't have any, any games to look at, but we can do a live look in on the weather. <laughs> currently at Bismarck, it is 28 degrees. Mm, tropical. Friday in Bismarck, uh, when the games get underway, a high of 15, a low of 2. Now, the sun is next to that uh the sun icon is next to those two numbers, but I don't believe it. Yeah, it might as well might as well be the first way thing away from you, right? Yeah, they might as well just show a big old uh, you know that that Stay Puff Marshmallow Man freezing his butt off. <laughs> that would be me. That's My, great. Fifteen degrees on our, and I got to go sit in an ice rink. That's great. Oh. So hey, we're expecting the ranking to come out on Wednesday at uh, noon Eastern, eleven Central. And Andrew, I don't have any inside information, but uh, if I were to hazard a guess, I would say Minot is still going to be number one, even though they oh, yeah. lost two games. Uh, they lost one in overtime and one in regulation to Maryville over the weekend. Yeah, I'd still say they're number one. Adrian, I'm, number two. Adrian, number two, even though they lost to Grand Valley State in a game. I'm going to say UNLV, number three, and UCO, four. I'm going to yeah. say there's a flip-flop there because UNLV flip, flip won two those. games in, in UCO, what, tied? What do they have? Do they tied two games? They tied two and, and lost one. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, those could they could stay the same at three and four, but I'm going to say UNLV will flip and, and jump yeah. UCO. And then uh, five through eight, good gosh, who knows, right? Well, haven't we been having like a little square dance with Ohio, Liberty, and Maryville all season long? Oh, those yeah. three teams and, have been have been playing, you know, they've been just shuffling the positions in the same yeah. little cluster. Yes, they have. Yeah. And then Jamestown. I, You know what? I bet you Jamestown moves ahead of where, where – I bet you they come in fifth. Okay. And then uh, six, seven, eight is going to be that Maryville, Liberty, uh, Ohio cluster. Okay. Yeah. So and, – and who knows? I mean, Maryville's coming off of two wins over Minot, Liberty – Traveled to Ohio and uh, beat Ohio twice, once in regulation, I think, once in overtime. No, Ohio and Liberty didn't play again, did they? Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah it's kind of like it's, it's, their, it's their ode to North Dakota. They played oh. uh, a whole bunch of those games. So so that's, that's what I would expect. And uh, just, again, guessing, I'm going to say Arizona. Uh, I'm going to say Utah uh, still sticks around. They might not be 14. They might be 15, but I don't think they're going to drop precipitously. Uh, Arizona's going to move up. They were eight. Arizona and Missouri State might just flip flop. They were 18, 19. Yeah, they could flip. I could see that. Yeah, so I would see Arizona jumping Missouri State. And uh, and then um, who else? Uh, Green Canyon, I think, is going to move up even further. And Oklahoma, I think, has a good spot, has a really good chance to move up from where were they, 25? They could move 25, up. 25, yep. 22, 21. Yeah, so, good, yeah. Good move. Guys, I see. Uh, Canyon being the big the big winner of the weekend and moving up the most, right? Yeah, well, they were twenty one, weren't they? So uh, yeah, I can see them moving up into the you into know the high teens, high teens, mid teens. Yeah, yeah, maybe they could get in that into that Arizona, Missouri State mix too. At yeah, in the I eighteen could. nineteen 
yeah, I could see him even go May 16, 17, somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, you know? we'll see. We'll find out. Those will, be, those will come out on Wednesday. Pay attention to the ACHA Twitter account uh, or ACHA Men's Division One Twitter account. Thank you very much. Um, and that's at ACHA Men's D1. That'll come out on Wednesday at 11 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Eastern. Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah. So, again, I don't have any inside information. Uh, I, don't have any, I don't have much inside information. Yeah. But uh, and that's kind of what I would expect. Um, Andrew, but we do have games coming up. It's the second to last game, uh, second to last weekend. Well, this is the last weekend for games that count for nationals. How about that? It, went, it got here quick, didn't it? It sure did. It sure did. But this is also the second or third to last weekend for some, because I know that like UNLV is playing uh, Colorado in March. I think March uh, uh, Oregon is playing Colorado um, or in Boulder uh, at, weekend after next. But the, this is the last weekend of games that count. And Andrew, we have some uh, conference games. We also have some non-conference games. Ooh, let's get down to it. Non-conference games, Iowa State going to Utah for a Friday-Saturday affair. Andrew, without getting too deep and disclosing any confidences, this series has been up in the air for a little while. Oh, boy. I know. One of the two teams was trying to get out of it. Oh. And we had to uh, tell them about a little rule um that may have been uh well it's not it's it's been around for a while but i you know now since it's a student-run program at this one place that was trying to get out of it we had to remind them that if you welch on a game willingly in season you not only forfeit that game you forfeit your right to go to nationals and this team is on the cusp of going to nationals oh so i think they're going to go to utah Gonna go to Utah, um, but it remains to be seen. We shall see. We'll, we're only going to find out one way, and that's by paying attention on Friday. That's right. Iowa State at Utah Cyclones at the Skate Newts. Skate Newts coming off of uh, licking their wounds after two licking tough their, games. Yeah, yeah. What do yeah, you think? Tough, coming off a tough weekend out there on the big pond. I'm going to call. Uh, all Utah on this one here. Yeah, I think Utah. I mean, this is just me, okay? And again, we don't have any listeners in Utah. Um, but I would be pretty pissed off to find out that a team's trying to welch on you yeah. and they're trying to screw over your senior night. And, and I mean, they're not doing it maliciously. Um, but, you know, they made a commitment. And now they're trying to back out of it and can't come to any sort of an agreement for to make accommodation. So honor your deal. Exactly. And uh, I'd be pretty cheesed. And I would want, I would be pretty dang motivated to just run the score up on them if I uh, possibly could. 100%. So that's just me, though. And I'm an evil son of a gun sometimes. <laughs> Oregon is going down to Las Vegas. And I guess the question, Andrew, I have for you I know Nevada, Las Vegas is going to win both games. The question will be will they both be 7 0 blowouts or worse? Um. Oof, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I think UNLV is just going to pile up the points on these guys. And and more power to them. Yeah, I mean, just drill those ducks into the ground. Yep, so. more power to them. Missouri State travels up I-44 to go to Maryville. Hopefully, they're not going to use uh, the same bus that Arizona used. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Missouri State coming off of a split. With uh, with Arizona, it's going to be uh, kind of ready to to exact a little bit of revenge. Um, and Mary, so what do you think? These two, oh. these two teams. This Andrew, this is what surprised me. 
these two teams are they're Maryville plays an independent Missouri State's in the Western Collegiate League, the best league in the ACHA men's division one. Yet during the Missouri State broadcast, they were looking in, they were doing live look-ins on the Maryville Minot game. It's like, who cares? Yeah, right. Who They're cares? not in our conference. Who gives a rip? Yeah. But uh, I guess they're trying to make this into a, into a, some sort of a rivalry. Oh, boy. Missouri State at Maryville. What do you think? They uh, Oh, Maryville's playing pretty good right now. So I'm going to say this is going to be a split here. Yeah, I think we're. I think a split is reasonable. Yeah. I think a split is reasonable. It'll be really interesting to see. Um, I've always, and this is just me because I'm an evil SOB. Um, I've really enjoyed watching the post-game interviews with the, uh, for the Maryville coaching staff. Because it always seems like, uh, you know, they, they get one guy asking. It's like they're holding a press conference at the end, right? Yeah. And it's just one guy who's asking, <laughs> you know, who's asking one other guy a question. Coach, 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 coach. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, you know, what, what were you thinking on this thing? And it's not like, you know, you see with uh, football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever, where yeah. there's, you know, four or five different reporters around and, you know, they're calling on somebody. There's only one guy to call. Yeah, one and done, right? Yeah, one and done. So I, I get a kick out of watching this. I, I also get a kick out of giving the Maryville head coach a hard time about that. So, all right, Andrew. Uh, in conference, though, we have three more conference games, and it's the rivalry weekend. Uh, three more conference series, I should say. The Arizonas play, the Colorados play, the Oklahomas play. Let's start out in the desert. U of A and ASU playing two games down at the Tucson Convention Center. Not only is are these for conference points, this is for the Cactus Cup. The the, the series uh, will be decided this weekend. Um, a Thursday night game and a Saturday afternoon game. Arizona hosting ASU. What do you think? Arizona sweep. Whoa. We do. We might have a listener in Tempe, and uh, they will not be happy to hear that, Andrew. Send all your hate mail, please, to quinceaneerasrme at oklahomacity.gov. That's uh, right. That'll get to Andrew Majorkirth directly. Now, Andrew, um, Colorado and Colorado State are going to play. They're going to play on a Thursday, Friday. They were originally supposed to play at the what's now called the Blue Arena. I would always call it the Bud Center, the Budweiser Event Center, where the Colorado Eagles played. Yeah, which is a beautiful, beautiful facility, but they something happened. They couldn't get that facility for Saturday, so now it's a Thursday, Sat, Friday, Thursday, Friday game. Thursday in my very favorite place in all the world, Fort Collins. Yeah, Friday in Boulder. What do you think, Colorado, Colorado State, the Rocky Mountain Showdown on ice? The uh, Blue Arena is a great place to watch games. I've I've been involved in many there. Yeah, what, what, what's your what's your favorite memory from the Budweiser Event Center, now known as the Blue Arena? Oh, I don't take a whole lot of good memories from that place because we took a lot of shellackings up there. <laughs> we travel up that way. So not a lot of good memories coming out of that place. Chris Stewart and the Colorado Eagles had a pretty good little team, didn't they? Uh, yeah, it was it was a fun place to go play. They were it was tough. The uh and you know, there for a while it was two good teams going at it. So, you know, there's some memories there, but yeah, a lot of shellacking's taking place. Was was Trent Pankowitz on that team up there, or was uh, he on Greg, a Blazer? Greg Pankowitz. Greg Pankowitz. There we go. Trent was here oh. in Oklahoma City. Greg was up there. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was up there chewing on his. He'd always have his uh, 
mouth guard hanging out of the side of his mouth and he was chewing on it as he would be skating around. Jeez. I mean, just, yeah. Talk about putting the fear of God in people. They had some players. They had some players. I, yeah, I, they did. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's not talk about the Colorado Eagles of old. Let's talk Colorado, yeah. Colorado State. They, uh, I'm going to say a uh, split here. Woo. Now here, let's, let's ask. Ooh. Because where, where, who wins where? Oh, I'm going to say home team defends home ice. All right, because I think the last time these two teams played in the uh, spring, it was reverse. I think the visitors won both times. I think you're right. Yeah, so it should be interesting. If you watch, this is just a hint from the commish. If you're going to watch the game on Thursday, it's at Fort Collins, and you have little ears around, you might want to uh, turn the volume down because there will be some vulgar chants coming from the crowd at Colorado (laughs) State towards the Colorado Buffaloes. And uh, now, and, and we were talking earlier with um, Owen Dickinson from CU, and he says, oh, yeah, that kind of stuff gets us all fired up when they're, you know, saying <laughs> FCU. So uh, there we go. All right, Andrew, here's the, here's the series that everyone's kind of on pins and needles about a little bit. Uh, yeah. Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma, both at playing at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. So it's technically both their home. home uh. And everything is on the line here for the championship. UCO sweeps in regulation. They get a trophy. Oklahoma nicks a point, just one point, one out of six possible points, and the trophy's going out to the UNLV Skating Rebels. Uh, can we uh, can we take the can we plead the fifth on this one? Can you plead the fifth? Come on, no. This is <laughs> no, number one. Nobody listens. And number yeah. two, number two, no. That's not what this is all about. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Here, hold on, hold on here. I'm going to let's, let's Oh. Oh, here we go. That's your scary your scary intro or do we need um you know, I'm going to look for another um yeah, ominous. Yeah. Uh, what do right. we Sock it to us, Andrew. Oklahoma Central Oklahoma. What do you think? Oh, what do you think here? I'm going to say UCO takes care of business all weekend. Come on. I think they do. I think they, uh, too much is on the line. Coach Rivera's going to have those boys firing on all cylinders. I think they, I think they take all six points. Really? Wow. All right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So Andrew says Utah is going to paste the Cyclones. Uh, UNLV is going to just do some serious damage to the Ducks and crush Oregon. Maryville and Missouri State will split up there at the Maryville University Hockey Center. Andrew says Arizona is going to sweep ASU with the TCC to take the Cactus Cup. There you have it. Home teams will win in the Rocky Mountain Showdown with CU and CSU splitting. And Andrew goes out on a limb and says UCO is going to sweep Oklahoma to retain the WCHL regular season championship and win the WCHL auto bid. Man, and what a what a tough weekend those guys have too. Oof. I I am Andrew, I am glad I'm going to be out of town. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm going to be out of town. That should be uh, fun fun watching. I'll make sure that my phone is charged up here on Friday and Saturday. But hey, uh, it's it's pretty easy and it's real simple. Win both games in regulation win a trophy give up any point if it goes to overtime at any time unlv wins the trophy trophy's coming out march 1st to unlv 
Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, and uh, hey, I'll just let you know. You know, I've contingency plans. We have uh, the the we have things ready to go, whichever way it turns out. So, nameplates, reservations, hotels, all that kind of stuff. We're ready. Whichever way the cookie crumbles, we're prepared. Oh, th- that's your name, right? Mr. Prepared. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cookie Crumbler. <laughs> the cookie mo- Look at me. I'm a the cookie man. All right, Andrew, this is normally the uh, part of the bro- or the cheesy, terrible, craptastic WCHO podcast where we talk about junk. Uh, do you have anything uh, in particular that you would like to talk about? The, uh, well, you know, I have been uh, locked in a bedroom by myself for three days, so, you know, I don't have just a whole lot going on. <laughs> locked in a bedroom by yourself. You know, that really sounds tempting to me. Oh. Um, and not not the not you being in a bedroom uh, locked, yeah. but being locked away by myself. That really sounds tempting. I, I would kind of enjoy that little vacation. Oh yeah, I've watched all kinds of TV. The uh, yeah, what can I say? You, no, you're not reading a book or anything. You don't have a good spy thriller or something to keep you company. Nah, can sleep. Gosh, gosh, <laughs> Andrew. Little did I know. But I showed up at the rink on uh, Saturday at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. Yeah. And I noticed that the visiting team was not coming out from the north. I guess, is it north? That's really the west, the west en- yeah. entryway. The, uh, the, way, the way it normally works, UCO and now Oklahoma, they all enter through some gates at the, uh, on the southeast enter- entry of the rink. And the opposing team comes in on the west side. But I noticed both teams had to come in through the same way. And I said, huh, what's up with that? And Andrew, I come to find out that there was a Zamboni mishap. (laughs) There was a gentleman who was driving and not paying attention for whatever reason. And instead of making a turn so that he could follow the gentle curve of the boards to, uh, you know, ice uh, to, to clean the ice. He decided instead to just turn at the last second and ram right into the damn boards. <laughs> Bent the steel, popped the door off, popped the glass out. Whole, and this was all before Oklahoma and Grand Canyon were going to play on uh, Thursday afternoon. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the door is now bolted shut. They had to do some emergency. You, you should be very familiar with this, Andrew. They had to do some emergency repairs. Well, I've done some emergency repairs at a couple of rinks. That that door is, yeah, we have at Nationals down in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that door, unfortunately, we did not have Thor with his sledgehammer from Dallas. Yeah. Uh, in, instead, uh, they had uh, some bolts, and so that door now no longer opens. Well, you know, that door never really opened just real well anyway. <laughs> The guy, I've seen the video. I I don't know. That, I don't know that I can share it on publicly. Um, but when the guy nails the boards, he pops out of the zamboni and falls onto the ice. And then when he goes to get up, oh my god, he slips again and goes face first onto the ice. I'm telling you what. Oh, uh, I sent, the, I did send great. the video to a friend and they said, Oh wow, you did great. And I said, yeah. Hey, that was not me. If, <laughs> if you've seen me, if I fell onto the ice, I would have left a big dent in the friggin' ice. They, uh, this guy that, got his face dented. That is great. The, uh, 
Not only did he smoke the door, but he popped himself off the damn thing at the same time. <laughs> Andrew, here's my question. Don't Zambonis have seatbelts? Uh, I thought they did. The Zam- actual Zamboni model does not, but I believe the Olympia model, like what UCO has, in fact, does have a seatbelt <laughs> on it. Let this be a lesson, kids. Uh, oh, Buckle up. Don't drive drunk. Yeah, oh my do gosh! You, do you think that uh, the Arctic Jicer and you? Do you think they're taking uh, resumes for uh, Zamboni drivers right now? <laughs> well, if if Andrew, if if there was ever a time, it could it could be now. And I'm not. I don't know if the, if the guy was was uh, toasted or not. I'm I'm just going to presume so, but that's probably unfair to him. He might have been distracted. Maybe he was just looking at a text on his phone or something. Don't text and drive, um, youngsters. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, all the stuff that applies on the road, you know, buckle up, don't drink and drive, don't text and drive, they all apply when you're driving a Zamboni, <laughs> especially before a hockey game. <laughs> but I can only in Oklahoma, Andrew, only in Oklahoma. Oh, man, that's great. I heard about this from a, from a listener from the Phoenix area um, who said, I know what's coming on the podcast this kind, this time. I know, I know, uh, I know what topic you guys are going to talk about. Oh, that is great. Insane. That is great. Not only did he fall off his Zamboni, he, he popped off there like he'd been shot in the butt. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> like he'd been a, like he hit the eject button. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, yeah, like Wiley E. Coyote was over there and he's like hit the eject button right as he hit the boards. He like just popped straight off of the thing. It's uh like, Zamboni oh, Zamboni by Acme. I'm oh, telling you Lord. what. Oh. That's great. Andrew, here's the, here's the other thing that, that uh, I was talking about with our uh, uh, mystery listener from Phoenix. Um, I'm sitting there just talking about, you know, hotels and nationals and all this kind of stuff. And next thing you know, Mr. Security comes up and he's carrying a roll of security tape, you know, caution tape. Oh, Lord. And I was like, what's going on with that? And he goes, well, we had a little problem yesterday. And apparently, if you're familiar at all with the Arctic Edge Ice Arena, the stands are built um, close to the locker room. So, you know, as the stands go up, the locker rooms are underneath the stands. That's kind of the way it is at most places. Um, You know, Jordan Valley Ice Park is the same way. Um, The Tucson Convention Center is the same way. Um, But uh, uh, anyways, uh, uh, the difference being, though, the public, the general public, is, for some reason, allowed to walk in the hallway by the locker rooms. They go to and fro. And uh, the security gentleman with the tape was blocking things off. Because apparently some young ladies were walking to and fro and got more than they bargained for. Uh um, And complained about the sausage party that they witnessed. (laughs) And so the, the, the Mr. Security Guard was blocking it off to ensure the uh, sanctity of the uh, virtue of these beautiful young ladies who were at the hockey game and were wow. subjected to uh, who knows what, flying helicopters and other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I can all imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, what do you expect? Yeah. When you're, yeah. When you're doing a couple of laps and by the, by the locker room after the game, what do you think you're going to see? Yeah. One, one, it's a terrible setup. Letting yes. people walk right outside a, a locker room like that. Not even with a curtain hanging there. You're right. No curtains, no nothing. That's a terrible idea. Terrible setup. Yep. You're just asking for trouble. Yep. It's been trouble for years. Built for kids. There. It's not built for adults. It's built for kids. 
Yeah, it's you know they've had trouble year after year after year with that setup up there. The uh, and then two, if you're on the other side of the coin, what do you think's going to happen if you walk outside a locker room after a freaking athletic event? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good grief! Yeah, I think people would be amazed by the uh, you know when they see interviews with athletes after the after games, especially in the NBA, and you know they're standing there shirtless. Yeah. Um, or also baseball, Major League Baseball, the same way. When they're standing there shirtless, that's only because that's all you can see from the TV camera. Yeah. They're probably just standing there buck naked yeah, while they're doing they're an interview, you know, with wrapped in a wrapped in a towel, right? You know, if that, you know, with you know, 10, 12, 15 other guys or, or, or uh, reporters, let's say, of all of all persuasions, and they're just, you know, they're being professionals. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, so yeah, what, what do you expect to see that you're going to see in, when you're just hanging insane. around a locker room? Insane, isn't it? Anyways, I got to chuckle out of that too because uh, that, that, you know, what's the solution? Um, caution tape and garbage cans to block things. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. put curtains up or anything like that. Just put some uh, duct tape and uh, bailing wire on I, it. I got, I got a kick out of that. I thought, oh my God. So, hey, it's been, it's been quite the weekend. Hey, 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 here's the other thing. We had, we almost, Arizona State went to Colorado, and, I mean, we had a contingency plan in place, Andrew, in case, they were they were in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. And so, in case they got way too much snow, we had, we were looking at the possibility of what are we going to do if games have to get moved or not, because ASU flew to Denver. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not going to fly to Denver to have games canceled on them, right? Yeah. So, uh, and it wasn't a problem in Fort Collins with Colorado state, but, uh, and, and, you know, it's understandable. This is the, a lot of this is because the, uh, the Boulder rec center is on the campus of the university of Colorado. And so when the university of Colorado shuts down, the university of Colorado shuts down, including the Boulder rec center, the Boulder rec center. Yeah. yeah. And so we had to, uh, we had to do some, some hemming and hawing, but uh, hey, the games got pulled off and played as uh, as expected, and so we're very very appreciative of the good folks at the uh, CU Boulder Rec Center for accommodating and making that happen. But oh yeah, I mean Friday and Saturday, what a day! I mean we had a brawl, we had a bus <laughs> breakdown, we had potential cancellations due to snow. Then, you know, then we have, yeah, broken uh, doors and, and broken Zambonis. <laughs> yeah, guys popping themselves off Zambonis. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, and then, you know, other other things going on. And so, yeah, that's, uh, what, what a deal. What a deal. It was a, uh, a wild couple of days to be the commish. That is that is uh, crazy times, isn't it? Crazy times. Andrew, uh, I'm, looking, uh, I'm looking forward to not-so-crazy times this week. Again, going to Bismarck, North Dakota. The MCH is having their tournament. Should be a good tournament. The number one seed is Jamestown. They secured, they clinched the regular season championship. Not an auto bid. Um, Mary is the second uh, seed in the tournament. And then after that, McKendry, who is uh, in a resurgence this year. They finished third, Illinois State finished fourth followed by midland and waldorf northern illinois finished last in the conference so they did not get invited to the playoffs they might be the big winner of them all yeah um, not having to go to bismarck north dakota but uh yeah we're going to see um midland against illinois state waldorf against mckendry on friday uh those winners will take on jamestown and mary respectively on saturday and then uh, we're awarding a trophy uh, a couple of well a trophy 
And the uh, it's called the Lindsay Cup. We're awarding the Lindsay Cup on Sunday afternoon at the Stereon Sports Complex in Bismarck, America. Oh, boy. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> I will send pictures, Andrew, just for you. Oh, I can hardly wait. Jeez. I had to make sure I to can't... tell folks, uh, hey, ro- home team wears white. Road yeah. Team, road team wears yeah. dark. Here, None of this in between crap. Here's the protocols. I've already, I've already got one team telling me, oh, we wear grays at home. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So the other team's going to wear black. Yeah. But, uh, oh, great. Oh, I'm telling you what, what a deal. Looking yeah. forward to it. The end of the season is uh, soon, or the end of the regular season is soon upon us. Yeah, it is. This time next week, we will know the 24 teams that are going to nationals. We'll know the matchups. Hopefully, there will be a lot of WCHL teams in the field, but not a lot of WCHL teams playing one another, especially in the first round. The uh, should be interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, teams, uh, they're going to have eight games on Thursday at, uh, nationals, four games at the Maryville university ice center, four games at the Centene center. And then all the games from there on out will shift to the Centene ice center. Um, the one through four seeds will play Friday, uh, five through eight play on Saturday and they'll play the Thursday winners. And then we got semifinals, no quarterfinals, semifinals, and a championship final for the Murdoch cup on tuesday march the 12th it's going to be here before we know it andrew it's going to be wild going to be doing a lot of traveling bismarck i'm just trying to think of what what i've got going on i've got bismarck i've got dallas for real life potentially las vegas and then st louis oh boy man it's if there's ever a good time to come and uh steal the uh, santa from the front uh, of my lawn uh now's the time to do it i'll be gone for a while somebody already did it yeah, yeah, I want, I want it back. Tell, tell, tell your former head coach I'd like it back, please. I will. Jeez, jerks. All right, Andrew. Anything else? That is all I got for you. Yeah, you're in isolation. You're, you're just in your, I'm going. Uh, that's yeah. all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. All yeah. right. All right. Hey, listen. Thank you. Thanks to Andrew for doing this on such short notice. Andrew, we hope you get to feeling better. And we hope I, that you are released from your uh, confinement soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the uh, the powers that be here at the house will let me out pretty soon. <laughs> I'm going to send them another couple of uh, master locks and just to make yeah. play, make sure that room is secure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's not going to keep you locked in there because she's on baby duty by herself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the WCHL podcast. Give us a five-star rating, thumbs up, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody you know. Um, but we do appreciate you listening to the podcast. We appreciate you uh, supporting the ACHA and supporting, uh, most importantly, WCHL hockey. It's been a heck of a season. It's hard to believe it's almost over. Andrew is on, uh, send him well wishes at, uh, at Twitter on at Stickford AM, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. Contact the pod itself at WCHL pod or the Western Collegiate Hockey League at Western CHL. If you want to contact me, I'm on threads at CJP in O-K-L-A. And in the meantime, Andrew, do you want me to pick up anything for you from, uh, from Bismarck? What, what do you think North Dakota is known for? Ugh. Nothing. <laughs> I think it's, literally. I think it's known for snow and um, pawn shops and pawn shops. <laughs> yeah, and uh, funeral homes. I think pawn that's shops. I, yeah. I think you know. I think that's what. I think those are the three things that uh, North Dakota is known for. I'll let you know though for sure. Well, if you can find me the crustiest T-shirt you can in one of those pawn shops, bring it back. A crusty T-shirt. It. Oh my God, man, you're easy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably find one of those at the rink in a, in a hockey bag somewhere. Yeah. 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 All right. We're going to get out of here, Andrew. Here we go. Hey, everybody have a great week. Look forward to some great hockey games this weekend. Take care of yourselves out there, and we will catch you on the flip side.